Welcome back, our amazing world listeners. Today, we're going to be talking about something a little bit out of this world. And no, not aliens. But we'll get there, I promise. Instead, we're going to talk about your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. And the science, or lack thereof, of science behind him. Let's get into it. Now, for those of you who don't know, Spider-Man is a crime-fighting superhero. His he he got bitten by a radioactive spider, and he gained the ability to walk up walls, stick to surfaces, and have super strength proportionate to a spider. He also used engineering and science to make his own web shooters. And in this episode, we're going to be diving into the science behind not only his superpowers, but his web shooters, spider tracers, and a lot more of his gadgets. But first off, let's start with his superpowers. That good old radioactive spider that bit him. And that gave him the genes and power of a spider. So, let's start off with that radiation. And the idea of radiation giving power. So, radiation does contain energy. And that is absolutely true. And if it did irradiate uh, the spider, it would probably affect its genes. Giving it slightly different powers and abilities than a normal spider. However... Genes are only transferred in a couple ways. Cells can either divide, and genes can be created that way, or cells can be sexually reproduced using a process called meiosis. The other one, the duplication, is called mitosis. However, neither of this gene replication happens through a bite. And the only way a human would be able to take on the powers and abilities of an animal would be if it had that animal's genes. So, Spider-Man can't get those genes unless he has cells already inside him. And he doesn't, and he can't get them from a bite. So, therefore, the whole concept doesn't make sense already, scientifically. And yes, I know, I know, a superhero, of course, doesn't make sense. It's not real. But, hypothetically, if you could irradiate a spider in some way that made genes powerful in a Spider-Man-like way, the only way you'd be able to make a Spider-Man would be able to reproduce those cells enough and build a human out of those cells. You wouldn't be able to just bite someone and inject them with a Spider-Man serum. All right. Secondly, the way those genes... So, first off, genes are made of DNA. DNA are the blueprints for human bodies. And not only human bodies, all bodies. DNA makes up cells in everything. The way DNA DNA works is it's like a... It's a language made out of... A, G, T, and C bases. Adenine, thymine, guanine, and cytosine. Those are the four bases of DNA, and they bond together and form a code that's the code of life. So if you wanted to irradiate or change that code of life to make it about Spider-Man, you'd have to do that in some way. And that wouldn't just happen with plain old radiation. You'd have to have fine X-rays that would create mutant types of certain DNA. From those mutant types, you'd have to bond them and then make more mutant types. This process could take years and might even be impossible. So first off, the spider transferring his DNA through a bite, no way. Not going to happen. But let's move on to something that maybe could be possible. Web shooters. Spider-Man web shooters aren't as far away as you think. A real person has actually invented them before, not just Spider-Man. However... It's not as cool as you might think it is. So, 3D printing is the key 
to making this web shooter that this that this man made on social media about two or three years ago, I believe. This web shooter was 3D printed using a 3D printer. The way 3D printers work is they inlay plastic in specific accurate designs. So using a complex file code, he was able to make a web shooter that he 3D printed. From there, he used a few springs, mechanical stuff, and a few chemical web fluid, quote unquote, to make it so the web shooter could fire webs. However, there's one big difference. You can't swing off these webs. I know, I know, kind of lame, but this is a great step forward <laughs> in the quest for Spider-Man webs. Spider-Man webs in the comics are made from a complex alloy and cement. So they're super strong. They can hold his weight and bear huge amounts of tension. However, that's not really possible to hold in such a small cartridge. And it's definitely not able to be done by a regular guy with a 3D printer. So this guy, he invented the web shooters, 3D printed it. It looks great. You can check them out on Etsy. Not a sponsor, but very cool. When you fire the webs, however, they're a lot less strong and they attach to magnetic objects only. Can't bear tension, a lot weaker, which you can do with chemistry. You can make those weaker filaments with chemistry, make it out of some reinforced plastic. That is very possible. However, like we said, Spider-Man makes those bearing tension webs. And the reason that's not possible is just the physics of it. You've got a super thin line of uh, strand that wouldn't be able to bear a whole human weight and bad guys swinging at it. So web shooters, out of the picture. 3D printed novelty web shooters, not. These things are great, and they're not the only 3D printed web shooters out there. If you're interested, I'll provide a few links in the description, and you can see some of the examples of 3D printed web shooters where people use these complex plastic codes to make it so the plastic formed water gun web shooters, just plastic ones, ones that shot uh, whipped cream, all sorts of stuff like that. Okay, web shooters, superpowers down. Let's move on to the final step, the spider tracers. These are the key, these are the things Spider-Man attaches to bad guys so he can follow them to their evil lairs. All right. Before that though, let's go see what the sponsor of this podcast is. episode is sponsored by Stan Lee, the founder of the Marvel comics that we know today. Stan Lee has created quite a few characters, of course Spider-Man being the best one, but he's made a bunch of other ones, including X-Men, Iron Man, Thor, Hulk, Ant-Man and the Wasp, the Fantastic Four, Black Panther, Doctor Strange, and many more. Some of your favorites you've seen in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and some you've seen in the comics. Now, if you've never seen Stan Lee, that means you've never seen a Marvel movie, which is okay. But there's a few things to know about him. One, he's in every Marvel movie. He's a cameo king. And he was born in 1922. And sadly, he died about two years ago. But his memory lives on in these great heroes. So people like me can study the science behind these heroes that he created that were not for science. Let's get back to the episode. But let's just thank Stan Lee for a great character like Spider-Man. And let's go debunk it scientifically, because Spider-Man is great no matter what, let's be honest. Back to the episode.
Now, spider tracers, these are something that are possible. In fact, you might even have one, or at least have heard of one. Ever heard of Tile? It's one of uh, many brands that have recently come out that you can attach to a keychain and forms as a tracker that with Bluetooth, you can track your keys so you never lose them. This Bluetooth is the era of spider tracers. Using uh, Bluetooth power, increasing a signal, so the bigger the tracer, the easier. You'll be able to track and find things. However, there is a problem. Spider-Man was originally made in the 1960s. Bluetooth was not a thing in the 1960s. So, one, to be able to track a tiny tracer across New York would require an incredibly strong signal, and even today it would have to be a big object. No way it would be as small as a spider tracer. Two, it would have required Peter Parker to effectively invent Bluetooth. And let's just say Peter Parker would not be a poor high school kid like he is in the comics. He would be more like Iron Man if he had invented Bluetooth. But all that aside, spider tracers are possible. Tile keys, other uh, GPS trackers, even your phone is very similar to how a spider tracer would work. Able to connect to Wi-Fi and Bluetooth and sending out a signal that way. However, again, the more signal power, the farther it can go. So to be able to track something across multiple states, you'd have to have a huge signal power, which would require more machinery and a bigger size. All right, spider tracers, 50-50, they kind of work. Web shooters, the actual design and looks, 100%, very cool, totally work. Effectiveness, absolutely no way. Maybe in the future, but not right now. Superpowers, definitely not, no way zero percent chance in the future there is no way to transfer radiated mutant dna through a bite of a spider it doesn't work that way even if the spider's saliva had duplicating cells it still doesn't work because you have to you you would spend years creating that exact combination of mutant dna that could make spider-man if it's even possible now yes i know saliva it could be transferred through that doubling of the cells which would create mutant DNA. However, it wouldn't happen fast enough to make a whole body a superpower. Just a whole human, the whole body having superpowers. They wouldn't be possible. The cells wouldn't be able to divide fast enough. DNA combinations from the regular DNA with the superpower DNA just wouldn't work out. That one, definitely not possible. All right, we've successfully debunked Spider-Man, a superhero who was never meant to be debunked scientifically, but that's okay. It's fun. And before we wrap up our episode, make sure you send in a message if you want to hear something else, something more like this. If you want to hear Green Lantern debunk, I mean, that doesn't really make sense. But if you want to hear something like this or even something different, make sure you send in a voice message to us. We love to hear from you. We love to get ideas from you. And we want to make what you want to hear. So make sure you send an idea. Check out the link in the description below. We will give you, you can send it in there and we will give you a shout out. Also, please share our podcast. Fun episodes like these can happen more and more as we get more listeners. So share, review, and enjoy. That makes us have fun, you have fun, and more people know about how Spider-Man is a fraud and doesn't scientifically make sense, which I know is crazy. I know you didn't see that coming. All right. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time on Our Amazing World. Again, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy this episode. And remember, if you want to hear more like this or anything different, send in a voice message and let us know how we're doing and what you want us to do. As always, our sources were Wikipedia, well, 
I guess that's not always always. But as always, our favorite, the Encyclopedia of Science. Our holy tome in the light of fraud Spider-Mans who don't abide by the laws of science. So again, Wikipedia, Encyclopedia of Science were our sources for this episode. I hope you enjoyed, and we'll see you next week on Our Amazing World.